2: Yo, what up? This is DJ Newmark, a.k.a. Uncle New from Jurassic 5. And you're checking out the library with my main man, Tim Onyekle, on www.rapstation.com. What's up? I'm Tim Onyekle, and welcome to the library on rapstation.com. Have you ever took a moment sat down and wondered, if I were to create a soundtrack of my life, what songs would be on it? Alicia Pride, an author, educator, and founder of the strategic media and communications firm Pride Collaborative, did just that. In her latest book, The Message, life lessons from hip-hop's greatest songs. I had the opportunity to sit down with Miss Pride and began by asking her, why did she choose to write the book?
3: Yeah, um, well, there... There had been well, number one, i I, I can't rhyme. so <laughs> <laughs> I realized that early on that I had no flow. Um, but luckily, I found um, writing as as a place where I could fit in into hip hop. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always wanted to write a book about hip hop. And when I looked at the wonderful books that had been written before mine about hip hop, um, a lot of them were like socio, Um, political analysis some of them were um, memoirs, some of them were journalistic um, endeavors but I didn't see one that I felt like really captured just a a day-to-day interaction, relationship with Mm. hip-hop and I wanted to show how in my own life I used primarily the music to motivate to provoke to help me navigate the world around. I'm just one of those who uses lyrics to explain stuff. You know, I'll just, you know, break out a lyric in the middle of a conversation. (laughs) And I knew that there was, I knew I wanted to explore that further. Like, how do I, how can I really use, or how do we as in hip hop babies or hip hop um, fans, um, hip hop lovers use, use the music, um specifically on a day-to-day basis.
2: And let's start with uh the first kind of uh the the first song you begin to kind of start the uh, your life soundtrack is uh, Express Yourself know, by NWA. What you want
4: me to do? I'm expressing with my full capabilities, and now I'm living in correctional facilities. Cause some don't agree with how I do this. I get straight and meditate like a Buddhist. I'm dropping flavor, my behavior is hereditary. But my technique is very necessary. Blame it on Ice Cube, because he said it gets funky when you gotta subject. Uh, so
2: was ready. this purposeful that this was gonna be the first song for you on in the book?
3: Yeah, I mean it was twofold. In the book, I wanted to show the breath of topics, um, explored by artists of all type, all types. Mm -hmm. Um, so I wanted to have artists who were normally known for a certain type of sound. I wanted to have them represented if I could get something from them. Um, and in this case with, particularly with NWA song, express yourself, that kind of captured my relationship with hip hop was that it, was a door for me to express myself through writing. Mm. Um, I admired MCs as writers. And although I could not be an MC, I found a way to um, enter into a larger conversation that was bigger than me, and that was through my writing. And hip-hop inspired me to do that. Mm. So Express Yourself sort of captures that relationship with hip-hop, but also shows, you know, all the types of songs and... Um, thoughts that different hip-hop groups and hip-hop artists have presented um and yeah i mean opening a book with nwa i don't think you could really uh go wrong <laughs> <laughs> and i think you also you know people will perk up a little bit like what is this about so yeah
2: and in your piece on nwa you write this is what happens when gangsters leave the drug violence and profanity at home and bring themselves into election tact." Intellect and tech into the studio booth, so I wonder for you i mean, just as someone who is a lover of hip hop, is this the song that you think should represent hip hop or and or is this what hip rap i mean what hip hop could be
3: No, I think hip hop should be many things mm. um, I don't think that hip hop should be just one thing because as people, we're not just one thing oh, um. True you know, our dysfunctions play out in hip hop, and it's a good lens to view ourselves through. Um, So I definitely don't think that um, that song is representative of what hip hop should should be either. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it's representative of what hip hop is.
2: In the song, What They Do by The Roots, which was released in 96, you kind of discuss your are bad as a youth of wanting to fit in, even though sometimes you really didn't want to fit in. Yeah, um, i think still so back
3: that now, which is good. <laughs> yeah. So I was actually
2: curious, like, when did you, as you write, uh, you wrote uh, assimilating was the easiest weapon against getting cracked on. So when did you discover that for you that you didn't want to assimilate anymore and assimilating was technically, as you write, you know, left you as an un- uncreative?
3: Yeah, that's a good question. When did I want to stop? assimilating? I mean, I think I'm still struggling with that in different ways. Um, being an artist and being a writer and now as an adult, you know, balancing between um, what, what we know to be safe and practical and, you know, my own ambitions sort of being in direct contact with that, conflict with that. Um, so I don't know if I have assimilating. I would like to in certain ways, um, but I think for me, like growing up, um, and and being a hip hop fan and and being a girl, um, I, I, I think I also found like um, in an ironic sort of way comfort in um, hip hop being. Sort of a way for me to articulate My difference um, And Finding Comfort in being different Through hip hop Um, So even though I didn't see A a whole lot of girls Representing in hip hop culture It was something, you know, the whole idea of going Against the grain and going against What's quote unquote normal And I Felt something there With that, without those sort of spirit spirits
2: that move within hip-hop i was wondering uh, the song what they do by the roots which was released in 96 addressed a lot of issues that many people have you know with hip-hop now that it's kind of the what what the roots kind of made fun of in their video about like the you know the fake cars the fake beat down shot and stuff like that do you think do you think in hip-hop that this argument's ever going to end (laughs) uh i mean are you always going to have a group of people that I guess are quote unquote, you know, assimilating to whatever is popular at the time. Or I mean, or will we go back to when there was some sort of diversity in the music?
3: Um, well, I think we're never going to see it end. Um, anytime there's money attached to to images, I don't think you're going to see it end. But also, I mean, I just think that from a human nature standpoint, you know, it's easier to assimilate. Period. Right. You know? Um, so I just think that's like a human thing, um, within hip hop though, because we have money attached to certain types of images. I don't think that's going to go away unless the money changes significantly. Um, but in terms of the diversity of the music, I still feel like there's, um, you know, a diversity in terms of artists making, um, Different types of music is just—it's harder to. You have to be proactive in finding it. We mm-hmm. can't be passive media consumer and think that you're going to get diversity because it's not going to happen. <laughs> um, that's with a lot of things, you know. Um, so not just m- music, but that's with a lot of different media forms.
2: You write about uh, you know, kind of uh, rebirth of Slay Cool like that by Digital Planets. You write that. One, the song was important to you. So if you could just talk about why the song was important to you. But also you mentioned that there were some references that you just didn't get. And then you kind of, then you understood later, uh, this later. Uh, When you got older and you actually understood the references, and you could even say for other songs, did you, were these references, did they make the song more powerful to you? Um, Did you actually understand the reference and then you were turned off by some of these songs? Um, I mean, yeah, we could just talk about that a little bit.
3: Yeah, you know, what's interesting um, is I've, I've done work around bringing in hip-hop texts into the classroom. Um, and uh, what's interesting is that when you bring in certain texts, they have these layers, 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 layers. And that is, you know, what I sort of position as a trait of hip-hop literature is the fact that... It's layered. And usually I bring in actual hip hop text in terms of, of literature, so fiction, creative nonfiction of hip hop, of writers who have write with a hip hop aesthetic, but it comes from the music. Um, and this idea that MCs lace layers. And um, it's kind of this like, on the surface, you can still enjoy it, you know, mm-hmm. but if you want to dig deeper, you can go deeper with them. Um, and so I really like that trait as just as a writer um, and as a now as first as a listener, but definitely now as a writer. And so when I began to understand different references like in um, Rebirth of Slick, it it made me appreciate the music even more and the artistry behind it. Um, I mean, now when I like when I now when I hear a song and I don't understand a reference because I'm old, <laughs> um, sometimes it makes me cringe, and I'm like, "Oh, that's what they been talking about," you know. But uh, for the most part, I usually it it you know when you can like make these obscure um, references in a song, and then I can you know learn about them or. Um, it takes me deeper into the narrative I'm definitely impressed
0: Mm.
2: I think one thing um, I think I guess one thing I did I really appreciate about this book is that you weren't stuck in just one era of hip-hop you go from like the 80s stuff in the 80s the 90s the 2000s so when you were writing this book did the tracks just come to you or did you kind of have to like research them as terms like well you know I'm feeling this way let me find a song that might you know kind of work with how i feel and stuff like that.
3: Yeah, it was definitely an organic process. It was like twofold. It was one, i wanted to have a diverse selection of artists represented. Um so sometimes it would be a matter of i really want this artist to be in the book. Let me find a song that mm. i can glean something from. Um or it was thematic or topical, where I was like, you know, I really want a song, you know, in the love section. I really want a song that deals with familial love or that deals with, um, you know, stepping away from love or whatever the case is. And then I would do it that way. But I had this huge spreadsheet um, where I like would list all, I started out like listing all the artists that I wanted in the book, and not all of them even made it, unfortunately. Oh, wow. Um, and I always say, like, if people were to write their own version, it would be totally different songs, you know, because a 100 plus songs, when you think about the body of hip hop music, is not even scratching the surface. Right. Uh, but I had a spreadsheet full of artists, and then I had, you know, songs that I wanted, and I, and I would have, like, multiple songs from the artists, and I picked that way, and it was definitely an organic um, process, but my goal was try to make it as diverse as possible from a standpoint of artists that meant you know style sound g- geography um gender I mean I try to get as many women as possible, but I still feel like i I didn't get enough um uh and then the then themes the the breadth of themes that the music has touched upon
2: and I actually i was asked this question a little later, but you you mentioned uh women artists was there I mean, while you were doing this book was there a was there just a was there a disappointment for you to not have as many women artists to write about i mean in, in the message you did did you see that um there was kind of a lack of positive influential female artists or i mean how did, how did that work out for you Or you know or or maybe you know or maybe there's something else behind it but i mean did you see that there, are there more women artists that you could have included in the book and it just didn't work out that way or
3: Yeah, so you didn't have to be positive to be in a book. Um, You just had to move me in some sort of way at that moment with a specific song that could fit into this puzzle. (laughs) um, Like, for instance, one artist who's not in the book is Missy. Mm. And I tried really, really hard to find a Missy song. I like Missy, um, but at that moment, I could not find a song where I could glean a lesson from that would fit in the puzzle. Um, so Missy's not in the book and so from that standpoint I definitely am disappointed that I um, wasn't able to include as many women artists as, as I would have liked like Foxy's not in the book um, tried to find a Foxy song that gave me the type of lesson that I was looking for at that time and couldn't um, maybe now I might be able to which is interesting too because of how in my own life my soundtrack is fluid right. um, but yeah at that time I, I
2: i couldn't i couldn't i just want to go into one song that actually uh, it's one of my favorite songs um and it's one of my favorite songs because it actually i i it, it uh touches on like women empowerment uh it's the coups where uh cool where clean draws
3: uh, <laughs> yeah and
2: so I was wondering, I, when I when I read your piece on it, I, I noticed I was like, oh, you know, I was, I was actually I was like, that's well, that's dope. She included that song. But two, I was like, oh, you know, it's, what I love about the song is just like it, it's just all about uh, empowering his daughter. Yeah. Um, you know, and like the line with like you as a woman have to know your place. It's in the front baby. I mean, blunt, baby, um, which I really like. So I want you if you can, can you just kind of discuss why is this important? Why is this song important to you? What did you learn from it?
3: Yeah, I mean, I just think it's such a it's such a touching song, but it also reminded me so much of like my parents, mm-hmm. and you know, you want the best for your children, but you also just give them practical advice. Like my mother, I remember her very well, saying, you know, giving me that a dodge that you want to wear clean drawers because <laughs> you. S- For God, you know, God forbid, you end up in the hospital, you don't, that's, that's not a good look. (laughs) Like that was the reasoning and I accepted that and I ran with it and I said, okay, that makes sense to me. Um, And so I just think it's so, it's so interesting that, you know, I'm not a parent, but there's no manual on parenthood. Um, you know, at the end of the day, you want the best for your children, but you also want to help them move in the world on different levels. You know, you want to help them move in the world, move in the world on a very practical level. You also want to help them move in the world on philosophical level and an abstract level and, um, in a really, really touching way. And then also show this side of hip hop, the side of fatherhood, um, the side of, of fatherhood with girls, mm. Um, and you know, there's other examples of that, but I thought that that was such a strong one. Such a strong one.
1: Man, can I get
4: a little scratch right here? Man, can I get a little scratch right there? My boogie, baby, not a world, ain't no fairy tale. And it's spread by some rich white scary males. To make it simple for you, let's call them the bosses. They take money while the people take losses. So black folks from Africa to work for free. And we still barely get paid enough to eat. That's what I told you I'd be saying in my vocals. That's why the woman got the gun on the logo. The star is the future that we gon' create. Where nobody steals money from the things we make. The revolution takes time and space. But you as a woman gotta know your place. That's in the front, baby. I'm being blunt, baby. If they get mad, say it's their time of the month, baby. Your face is just like the sun when it raises. Thank you for adding beauty to my phrases. Handshakes are promises. Lies can spoil it. Words should be binding, sealed wash your hands after using the toilet brush after every
2: minute. speaking with uh, Alicia Pride she's the author of The Message Life Lessons from Hip Hop's Greatest Songs uh, one of the themes of the book and we've discussed this is you, f- you talk about finding wisdom in music um mm-hmm so another one of my favorite songs uh is is, is jay-z's where i'm from so i always liked the song because i always thought it was a great depiction of what goes on in underserved communities um so what what was your takeaway from that
3: song yeah i definitely think that's a great depiction and um i think that's the wonderful thing about songs too is that we all can have uh, our own interpretation. For that one, you know, it was this idea of place, and place is so important in hip hop. Home is important in hip hop. Um, and for me, I always kind of felt, you know, it was important for me to also sort of represent a place, represent a home. And that was Baltimore for me. And thinking about the narrative that is, you know, publicly known about Baltimore, publicly shared about Baltimore, whether it's true or not, um, was on my mind at the time and wanting to think about this idea of representing
4: but also, you know, wanting more for this place that you um, and also recognizing
3: your place in that is representing enough you know is it enough to just represent or should i be doing more so that
1: song makes me think about a lot of those those things and i want
0: to continue
2: of course in baltimore's with um uh... And this, this question includes, uh, you know, a hip-hop artist, uh, DMX. Um, so as you mentioned, you picked a single track, not an entire album. But sometimes, I feel like sometimes you can't fully understand the single track without knowing the entire album.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and to me, a great example of this is DMX's first album, It's Dark and Hell is Hot. Which, mm-hmm. which I've been listening to for like a week straight. Uh, <laughs> and I think, I think the great thing about the album is that DMX really like, takes you inside to who he is. You kind of understand his demons a little more. Um, he plays, contra- you know, he plays on Contradiction really well. Um, and I, and I have to give you a lot of credit for actually being able to pick out one song from him, uh, Look Through My Eyes. So I was wondering if you could kind of discuss, is, is there a difficulty, was there a difficulty in trying to like knowing the entire album of any of these songs and only picking out one track? And then also, can you tell your personal, the, kind of the personal story behind the track Look Through My Eyes?
3: yeah um sometimes it was difficult to pick a track not because I felt like um it would not have enough context um but if it was the best song to pick from the album <laughs> like a more like you know that type of debate um so I didn't I didn't fear that there wouldn't be enough context because. Um, One thing that Even though I wrote this for hip hop fans Mm. So I was very clear that this was for people Who were fans of hip hop You know a lot of people read the book Who were not fans of hip hop Um, And my idea was like Well you have to be You have to Sort of do the work a little bit right mm-hmm. It's just like how the artists will Lace references and if we really want to be down We have to do the work to understand more what they're Talking about so it was kind of like okay If you don't get this maybe you need to Listen to the song or maybe you need to listen to the album Like you know this is sort of a An entry point for you To go further um, So I was okay with not Providing complete context um, Because I wanted people to, to to do a little bit of, 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 of digging. Um, the look through my eyes, now I'm trying to remember what I wrote about this one, was this one where I was talking about, I know I was talking about for him, this idea of context. And um, I, I think that with hip hop in general is that you know, a lot of people don't provide context for for. It as a complete entity. You know, they'll pull out one aspect of it and just run with that. Mm. Um, and in my own life, I realized that you know, as as people and as humans, we we do humanize ourselves. We diminish ourselves when we don't provide fuller context. When we you know try to make us very black and white, when we're not black and white at all. We're complicated. We're messy. Um, and you know, really wanting to step away from judgment. And and try to um, consider or imagine or even um, just accept the fact that, you know, you don't know what's going on in someone else's life. You don't know what brought them to the place that they are now. Um, So really trying to be careful with judgment um, when you don't have full context, when you don't have full context.
2: I want to go back to your book, and I actually want to go into the introduction, uh, where you write, many of my elders have given up on hip-hop because the culture they knew, the culture they rocked to as the, as they came of age is unrecognizable. Many of them have moved on. They are over hip-hop. So has writing this book kind of reaffirmed your belief in the culture, meaning there are signs that it's returning to the quote-unquote golden era, or do you just, looking at all the, you know, like going through all the tracks and having, you know, the, the spreadsheet, uh Do you think it's just far from going back to, you know, I guess what everyone wants it to go back to uh, that golden era?
3: My thing is that, like, people be like, you know, I'm not, I don't really listen to hip hop music anymore. I'm not really into hip hop. But they they fail to recognize that the, the way that they maneuver in the world is through a hip hop aesthetic. It's through a hip hop lens. It's through... You know, I I think that's the issue, that, not the issue, but I think that's one of the things that I noticed is that people relegate hip-hop to just music mm. uh, and not the, the the overarching influence that it has had on their life um, and how they move in the world. And so for me, I don't have to listen to hip-hop to continue to be awed by um, what it has done um what it can do. Um, it's not just about a song. Mm. Um and so while the book reflects on life lessons from the song, what it really reflects on is life lessons from this generation, from this hip hop generation that, you know, did some remarkable things in a very short period of time that picked up where another generation left off as best we could. Um and so I, I think that that is the the context. And I keep bringing that word up: that folk are missing, or they they you know they they're giving themselves too much credit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it really you know when I look at how people, some of my friends, you know, just their their demeanor and their uh, their 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 bop when they're not at work. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like the way that they talk when they're not at work, like. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what they call that, but you know, to me, it's all hip hop. So,
2: I want to go to the, uh, the, the the end of the book, which is you, you ended with uh, the symphony by Marley Mar, Big Daddy, Big Daddy Kane, Master Ace, Greg G, and Cool G Rap. Uh, once again, was this purposeful to end it like this, and and wh- why the symphony?
3: Yeah, so it was definitely pr- purposeful. Um, wanted to end out end on a bang. That song is a bang to me, <laughs> um, but also for me, the the sort of lesson I took from it and that I write about is just this idea of, you know, and, and the, you know when we think about what a symphony is, it's this, um, you know, when these different pieces come together, these different sounds come together, and they make this sort of masterpiece, um, and that's when you that's what you, when you think about hip hop, that's these different pieces, these different sounds coming together to make a new whole, um, that, that is lofty symphonies are lofty. Um, but then when I thought about my own life, that's, that's kind of what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to put these bits and pieces together and create a symphony. Um, so that's why I wanted to end, end on that note.
2: The name of the book is The Message, Life Lessons from Hip Hop's Greatest Songs. Author is Felicia Pride. Felicia, thank you so much for joining me on The Library with Tim Winnicott today.
3: Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.
4: that's me. Craig G, light up the mic for the Sims for me. The gym is dedicated to all unoptimistics that thought I wasn't coming out with some exquisite rhymes. But that's all right, because now I'm back to kill all the rumors and straighten the facts of me. Not like the rhymes like I always used to, but you jumped on the tip when you heard me in the juice crew. You said, mm-mm-mm, ain't that something? No, Craig, I heard you in that jam and it's Making veterans run for medicine, cause I put out more light and a fight the car in medicine. Rip the damn cage like I'm on a rampage. So if you want rage, I'ma make front page. Read the headlines, suckers, the day's the deadline. Your head is way past bedtime. Can't
5: I'll I pull it.